Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since the deacon is still combating some sinus issues, etc., there won't be tea with deacon, so I'm going to do just a little bit longer of a post-Vespers Wednesday night uh, talk. Probably not too much longer, but... You probably, when I brought this out, you said, okay, he's got something longer than like three little points on a card. Uh, today, and I don't mean what, whom we've just commemorated of the 70, but today as in Wednesday, we had the feast of the great martyr and healer Pantalaemon, who is one of the great saints of the church, uh, who is, as his title tells us, is one of the great martyrs of the church, but also because his martyrdom came out of his great zeal to help and to heal those uh, that needed his help. And it was exactly that zeal. His name before baptism was actually Pantaleon, which means a lion in everything. That he, even in his becoming, after becoming a Christian and hearing about the gospel, uh, he took all that he knew and had learned before as a physician and applied that even as uh, as he healed in the name of Jesus uh, those who converted there starts a buzz right and so that buzz is what eventually got him uh, in front of the emperor and killed of course it took many opportunities or attempts at killing him until Pentelaman finally reposed the epistle that is appointed for the feast of St. Pentelaman is from 2 Timothy and in the second chapter. And I want to back up a little bit into 2 Timothy 1. I think I've mentioned a few times how uh, I encourage, especially reading the pastoral epistles, because there's a lot of uh, meat there. We typically pull ourselves to other directions like we want to do do Romans we want to do Hebrews we want to do these big books but these smaller epistles hold a lot for us this is an epistle written from St. Paul to Timothy and it is uh, you can hear throughout it Paul's great love and devotion to Timothy this is a letter from an elder to a younger man uh, a man who is about to set out and do the same apostolic ministry that Paul had uh, had been doing, accomplished. Uh, maybe I should say suffered, because this is one of the great themes of this particular epistle to Timothy. That as you are going to engage in this ministry, uh, be ready to endure and be ready to suffer. The relationship between Paul and Timothy, I think, helps uh, us to remember how absolutely important it is to have the relationship with our fathers in Christ. That doesn't have to necessarily be a priest. This could be uh, a devout man or woman in our life who could maybe even be our mother in Christ, who's helped to birth Christ within us. But we see throughout this letter, Paul, he talks about his prayers, his tears, his joy in what he sees in Timothy and the exhortations uh, reminding. You can see how paternal Paul's care is 
for Timothy, something that is uh, incumbent upon all of us as we grow into maturity in Christ to find others to encourage, to pray fervently for, to shed tears for, to actually uh, see joy and take joy in someone else's life. And that might mean uh, sometimes as exhortation, sometimes it might be a little rebuke or a little word, you know. But Paul writes to remind Timothy to stir up the gift of God, which is in him through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The apostolic work that is incumbent upon all of us, that is what we are all called to, is something that requires a deep struggle with fear. Fear because, well, this puts us out there. This exposes us when we have to speak, when we have to witness, when we have to act according to God's word. And it's not that God has given us a spirit that we fear, a spirit of fear that we cower, but it is one of power, one of love and of a sound mind. How all of these work together. It's not just miracles, it's not just strength, it's not just, you know, courage, but it's all of that wrapped up in uh, worked through the cross of love. And let's not forget a mind that is necessary to discern, to think, to have itself formed on the teachings that Paul had given to Timothy. Throughout this work, Paul tells him constantly, refers back to what he's been taught, what the gospel is, and what his mind needs to be shaped by. Later, Paul encourages him, because as not having a spirit of fear, there is always the temptation to be ashamed of the gospel. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me of his prisoner. Right? We got Paul writing in his chains. So it's not Paul writing as CEO, Paul writing as successful businessman. We've got Paul the prisoner writing to him. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. We know that our Lord and his life and his word brings light and therefore reactions from darkness. And Paul is encouraging to Timothy, do not be ashamed. There are going to be those who, I mean, you could say Paul, as he's writing this, lifting up his hands with the chains that are on him. That's actually, as I'm raising, these cuffs are specifically for priests as they put them on to remind them that they're bound to the gospel, actually. That there is in the preaching of the gospel uh, always a temptation to be ashamed of what the truth is to be ashamed to be clear about it, to be ashamed uh, that you might get rejected or somebody might not like you. But we have the testimony of Paul as a prisoner, and we have, of course, the testimony of the sufferings of the apostles, what Paul has already been through. You remember 2 Corinthians, where he goes through all of the beatings, the scourgings, the shipwreck, the snake bite, the, all of the things that Paul has gone through for the sake of the gospel. According to Paul and his witness, there's nothing to be ashamed of because this is the light. This is the life. Paul further encourages him 
to hold fast. Hold fast to the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. The only way to not be ashamed, to be roused up with a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, is to hold fast to the pattern of sound words. For the fathers of the church, when they talk about sound words, they were very, very scrupulous about even prepositions of how the epistles and the gospel, how it worked. That they were holding fast exactly to what the apostles taught and what our Lord taught. This is Paul's admonition, not only to Timothy, but to us to hold fast to the pattern of sound words. Not just aspects of it, but to the entire pattern of it. And once you hold fast onto that pattern of sound words and the epistle appointed for St. Pantalaemon, finally getting into the second chapter, we're told to pass on these things. Do not be ashamed. Have that spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Hold fast to the pattern and then pass that faith on. He specifically tells him, things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, this is not secret talk, This is plain speech put out in front of everyone witnessing to who Christ is. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. The gospel is not something that we just hold on fast and that we're not ashamed of and we want to just kind of tell everybody, but there's also a patterning of handing that pattern on to others. And finally, there is... As I began this, uh, Paul's encouragement, you, Timothy, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, but he's got to be focused on everything that he needs to do as a soldier. The same is also if anyone competes in athletics, you don't get a crown if you don't actually compete according to the rules. It's out of bounds. You are disqualified. This enduring of hardship as a good soldier is exactly what Timothy saw in Paul. It is the remembrance especially that Paul tells Timothy that all of this points back to our Lord who suffered for us for the sake of our salvation. St. Pantalaemon shows all of these virtues. Having no fear, was not ashamed of the gospel, preaching it even though it was outlawed, holding fast in the pattern of sound words even when he is before his death. And he passes on the faith. As he witnessed, there are those who converted around him. Because it is the day before, so Tuesday, we had the feast of St. Hermolos, and those who were with him, those are the ones who converted St. Pantalaemon. They died a day earlier. So that's why they're commemorated a day earlier, because then the, what their son in the faith, Pantalaemon, he reposes the next day. Pantaleon, a lion in everything, becomes in baptism the all-merciful. That the one who becomes, uh, who was a soldier, a martyr, and a healer, He kept all of these aspects that Paul is telling Timothy 
to engage in, to become a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, do not be ashamed. Hold fast the pattern of sound words. Pass on the faith and endure the hardship or the suffering that we have before us as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.